Hello and welcome back to the Bull and Chains podcast. I'm Max and today in our In Conversation series, uh, I, alongside our illustrious site manager Joe, sat down with Mike Sugars of Vatican fame to discuss all things Ultra, the release of the record, the reception, as well as other fun things such as, you know, Elden Ring, vinyl, pretty much anything that we could set our sights on in terms of stuff surrounding the band, their interests, the record itself. We talked about it so hopefully you can find something to enjoy here as a fan of vatican or even otherwise and make sure to check out the rest of our spotify to see our many many interviews that we've hosted in this series and of course you can check out our website to find even more music related content such as more feature pieces with uh, artists that you love as well as reviews news and exclusive premieres of songs uh there's plenty to love on the website but either way we hope you enjoy this i know we certainly did recording it we had a wonderful conversation with mike and we'd love to have him on again given the opportunity uh but without further ado enjoy okay so pick up. um i recently let me full screen that again i recently uh i went to a show that was at uh, a record store uh pretty close to us here in st louis and i found um, the Sky Blue variant of Crack the Sky. Ooh, Mastodon. Shit. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. That's very nice. I, uh, I love, I love Mastodon. Uh, a metric fuckton. Um, I saw Mastodon play the 10-year for Crack the Sky with, uh, Coheed and Every Time I Die. And it was magnificent. That's a big tour. That's a big tour. I grew up with a bunch awesome. of, a bunch of Mastodon stuff, so I definitely... Definitely feel that. It's been a long time since I listened to them now, but I loved them back in the day. You should you should check out the newer stuff. It's really good. Uh, I heard Austin Grimm is really good, actually. Yeah, it's a good record. Um, I didn't like it at first, um, and then I had to like revisit it like a month after it came out. Um, and then I was like, oh no, this is secretly like a masterpiece. It's just not as um, it's it's a lot of. Um, Oh, I forget the bass player's name off the top of my head, but it's a lot of him singing on that record instead of, like, uh, the drummer or Brent, because uh, their drummer, he's uh, the one who sings most prominently on Emperor of Sand, and I love that record, too. I, I fucking love Mastodon. Mastodon gang. Mastodon gang. I remember growing up listening to, like, Blood Mountain songs like uh, Colony of Birchmen and stuff. I fucking, I still love those tracks, man. Great shit. Great Fucking shit. great songs. Um, so yeah, Joe, you are recording. I'm now. recording now. <laughs> good. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I'm just a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm recording now. So I guess we can. We'll figure out what we're doing these questions in. So we're gonna mess yeah, the order. We've written them in like we, we've done them in a completely fucked order. But um, I guess totally since cool. since before we were rolling, we were talking about it, um, and it's like basically one of the first things I wrote down. Um, given lengthy vinyl delays that have happened, like over the past couple of years due to covid or whatever vinyl just being popular again vinyl pressing plants are backed up um you must have finished this record so long ago to get it out on time so what's it like it's finally out you know you i, I don't know how long you've been waiting maybe you can set, shed some light on that but uh what's it like finally having been out for you know almost two months now um yeah i mean it's it's kind of insane that it's out because we we did have it for a while um you know we recorded it in of 2021 and then we started getting like first mixes and stuff come um november of 21 so 
from then on, we, we didn't get like a fine the final version of the record until December because we just did like a couple rounds of revisions and you know such such. Um, but yeah, um, once we got it in in December and said this is the the final cut, from then on it's like okay start start running it to the to the pressing plant or whatever the fuck it's called, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, I'm surprised it showed up day of for people. Because, same thing, I just expect it to show up months after the fact or whatever. And um, so whenever I saw people posting that they were getting it day of, I was like, that's that's awesome. That, that's a small victory that no one ever expects, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was, that was good. That was good for me because um, it all just kind of lined up. For, for that little release weekend and that was a that was a crazy good time um, even like uh, the eve of the release we played a show in Columbus Ohio which I had lived in for like the past six years up until this last year so that was definitely like home for me kind of thing coming show yeah and I mean the band is based out of Savannah Georgia and it's like you know 11 hours south so like and, and now I live in St. Louis, so I'm like seven hours west from Columbus. And so, I don't know, just like to be like in that place with like, you know, my fam, my people and everything and like my band and our and our, our good friends in the rest of the tour package with like Spite, Boundaries, Body Box, and just having a good time. Um, we didn't have no Zodiac with us at that time anymore because they uh, only did like the first like 40, 45% of the tour. Um, and even now, like a month and a half after the fact, um, it's cool. The record's out and it's weird cause I've, I've sat on it and listened to it for like six or more months, um, before other people got to hear it. And it's, it's funny whenever you are just sitting on a record like that, because like you'll listen to it. And, like, your first couple listens, you're like, oh, this is fucking it. No more music needs to be made. I fucking did it. Like, you're excited and you're, and you're, and you're gassed on yourself. Um, and then, like, maybe on, like, the fifth listen, you're like, shit, I don't know. Should we even put this out? <laughs> and, um, and I can convince myself that it's bad or something. And, I, and so I just run the merry-go-round on that back and forth until it comes out and i have to like take breaks from listening to the record before it comes out so i'm like fuck what if it's bad and then you know i will come back after like two weeks i'm like no this is fucking sick <laughs> it's, the, it's the classic like imposter syndrome thing you get i feel like there is this like natural disposition as a musician to listen to whatever you've recorded over and over again until you hate it and then leave it for a while, like you said, and then come back and you're like, okay, no, this is good. But there are those, like, flitting moments that are like, should, should, is this, like, good? Like, because as a musician, I get it. Like, when people give me feedback or something and they're like, oh, man, this is, this is fucking awesome. This is, this is really sick. I'm like, are you just being nice, though? Are you just yeah. being nice or is it actually good? Because <laughs> I think it's good. Right now, I think it's good. In like two weeks, I might think it sucks. But right now, I think it's good. But I don't know if you actually think it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah, the whole passion everything that goes around in circles, man. It's just Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, want, I want you to do a write-up right now. Two paragraphs, at least. <laughs> give, me, give me all the notes. Right yeah. Now. Right um, now. I mean, you can rest assured that the album is sick. I'm sure you yeah. know that now after it's out. 
um, that people have been responding pretty well to it. And obviously, I, I will. Yeah. I guess we'll expand to that. Like, what's the reception been like since it came out? Like, how, how's that? How's it feel? Um, it feels kind of crazy because um, I still see people post about it over a month after it came out. Yeah. And I'm no, I'm no stranger to putting out music and like having like my weekend, you know, where you know there are people talking about it and they're tagging me or this, that, and the other, um, and then it goes away. You know, I've I've done that a number of times. So to like see anyone still talking about it like a month after the fact, I'm like, okay, cool. This didn't just like come and go and like is a forgotten thing. Um, and um, Sometimes I can, like, go, like, look at, like, the Spotify or whatever and be like, okay, are our listeners going down? Is it over? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, th- like, did people listen to it, like, once or twice and just, like, be like, that was cool. Shrug. Move on. Um, the response is good. And I'm very grateful. And um, whether it is the average listener um, or people that are in, that are our peers in, like, other bands here in the States, um or uh, even, you know, sometimes looking up, you know, I'm seeing, you know, other people in bands that I love and respect a lot post about it and like it. And I'm like, that's crazy. You know, like uh, Craig from Stray, like he's like really writing for us right now. And I'm like, that is fucking nuts. Like that, du- that dude is a he's a monster. He is a fucking insane o drummer. So I'm crazy just like, dude. wow, you actually you fuck with this like that's cool yeah it, it must be kind of surreal it's like a it's like a i think there is like a natural thing where it's like i don't you, when someone's like you kind of idolize someone it's like and they actually like acknowledge you as the as a person or a musician or something it's like oh yeah you look like you're a dude you're a, you're just a dude yeah. <laughs> like just like me and and, and like they're giving you props and it's like how the how the fuck is this happening right now but if anyone deserves it, I mean, it's you guys. It's so sick to see that reception from, like, people higher up in the music world. And I feel like that's exactly what I was hoping would happen. When the first time me and Joe heard this record, we were like, this is gonna, this this better mm-hmm. fucking blow up. This better be, like, the biggest fucking album in the world right now. <laughs> and um, we, we, we pulled out all the stops to make sure that everybody that we knew was going to listen to it when it came out. <laughs> so we, we appreciate that doing. a lot. We, I, your, your review was the first one I saw personally out of anyone so whenever yeah whenever i saw that i was like look at this shit this shit is glowing right now like (laughs) like my i was very kind (laughs) (laughs) and and we appreciate that a lot because it does feel like there's a lot more interest in the band overseas and that's like a huge goal for us is to finally come over there and now we are um (laughs) finally um you know because and, and we're, we're happy it's with Stray because um, before this tour was ever announced, there was a different tour that was confirmed long ago. Um, like in, in we confirmed it when we were when we were recording the record, and it was supposed to be for November of this year, and it fell through because they're going out with Bear Tooth, but it turns out Bear Tooth rescheduled. So then that tour is just back on and that's the tour we're actually going on now so we're just like whatever like sure i think madeline filled us in on that actually when we did the iris.exe uh feature piece she was like yeah they were going to come to the uk (laughs) and now they're not and then a month later they are actually yeah (laughs) 
No, no, I, started, I just got a bit of preamble about, I guess, going back to the response. Do you think the album is, because you see a lot of records come out and they almost, I think, it's like they blow up. Do you think with Ultra, Ultra Core, it's a bit more like a slow burn in the sense that, because what I found is that you'll see, it's almost like a chain reaction in a way, that I've seen people, we've recommended it, and they've come back and gone like, oh shit, this is actually really fucking good. And do you think it's going to be more of like a slow burner over time and kind of gain traction across the months so like let's say for example when you go on like tour with stray that'll get more eyeballs on it and like in a year's time it will be considered more of like so rather than coming out of everyone being like holy shit this is amazing in like years to make yeah in a few maybe not a year but like in a few months six months time whatever the record will be considered more of like classics the wrong word but do you think you'll probably i just want to say it but it wouldn't be popular but the record would be held in higher esteem by more people and it's more of a slow burner, do you think? I think so. Um, you know, and the thing is, is Vatican is, like, even before this record came out, like, Vatican was a very small band. Um, and the thing about putting out a record is there is that, like, first initial bit of excitement where when it comes out and a lot of people check it out all at once. You know, even if they were people who are just checking out because they're curious, maybe they listened to the last thing and they're like, oh, this is shit. Like I and because everyone does that. And I, and I do that. I, ha- I have bands absolutely on my radar that I'm just like, I don't like this band, but I'm going to listen to this record because I just I just want to because I need to study this and and just hate it. Um, and I, I suspect that there's, you know, even some carryover into that for us, but the thing about putting on a record and, uh, the flip side of that initial excitement in your first like week or month of the record coming out is putting out a record is not so much just about that first initial time, but about what you can do within that two year time span and, um, how the record can grow. And, uh, and it comes really with things like people recommending it to each other or us like going out with bands and touring a bunch or playing to bigger rooms. So like, you know, we have that thing with Alpha Wolf and Body Snatcher. I strongly suspect that's going to be awesome. Um, that's, we are going to have a great time on that. Um, but even that I highly suspect plenty, I, I would, I would, guesstimate over half the room has no idea who we are and that's amazing because those uh, those other two bands are gonna they're gonna be the ones accounting for the majority of the people in that room and then i go in and i just try and sell them that's it you know i do my thing and hopefully it's good enough for them that they check it out same thing with the stray tour you know there there's gonna be a bunch of people in germany or the uk that have no idea who we are but and they're there for straight from the path and again those things like it's all about just growing it and i do think maybe in like a year's time people will look back and be like something happened there at least that's my hope you know right but um they'll be like something really happened there and um and and you did compare us like a little bit to loathe in that write-up but i think that's that's a wonderful like comparison because prior to you know i let it in and blah 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 (laughs) um they weren't that big of a band you know yeah in the uk you didn't really know who they were 
No, I, I recognized the name. Like, I'd seen it, but I'd never listened in my life. And I didn't listen to that record until it was out for the better part of a year. So, that, and that's just how it goes. And there are bands that, there, there are so many bands that that happens to, um, just for me as a listener. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. And I hope that it can work out for us in that way as well. And um, we definitely have, like, cool opportunities right now. And I, I just want to capitalize on that and show people what we've got because I think we do have something pretty interesting. Um, yeah. and, and, and even going forward with new music, you know, we'll try and, you know, one up it and take it even further. And that's just, that's the name of the game. But I hope people do do exactly what you're saying. And they look back and they're like, Oh, this record was, I don't want it. I also don't want to use the word classic because I don't want to be like so far up my own ass. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I hope that they look back and be like, yo, that was special. You know, like that was a, that was a, that was a record of the summer, you know, or whatever, uh, the way that they look at, you know, other records that come out, um, that are really impactful, especially for like an era of music. There are some, there are sometimes a record, there are times that a record will come out from a band and it actually changes the landscape. I don't necessarily know if I'll change the landscape, but I, I hope that I uh, put a flag down on it. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I agree with that. I think, because I think we, I was kind of, I got made aware of Vatican when New God came out last year. So double single, I remember, uh, I remember Harriet released a double single and you did around the same time. Um, yep. Yeah, and I think we can kind of put you on like ones to watch article. Um, but yeah, I guess kind of touching on New God there, I guess, what was I guess? What are the main in your, in your from your perspective? What's the main kind of switch up and differences between New God and um, Ultra Gold? Well, Ultra Gold, Ultra. I always made that mixed up. Sorry. Um, and then I kind always of, say wrong. <laughs> <laughs> between like so between the difference between like because obviously New God's quite you know it's more it's basically a hard cut, isn't it? It's just you know yeah. massive. And then, but then Ultra's got this more like melodic bits as well. So I guess from New Gods, the differences, what do you think the differences are? And then how was it also introducing the more melodic parts, such as The Closer, um, Where Heavens Collide? Like, how was that process as well? So with Become a New God, um, it, it's funny because like the titles of the two records almost like are indicating like. They they are just like the title of the eras of band of the band in a way and become a new god. It's me joining the band, yeah. um, and like the idea is that the band is like becoming something different and like trying to do something else. But the thing is, is that the the second song that song already existed before I was ever a thing. That was the track that I tried out to the band too whenever they like were exchanging demos with me back and forth i you know we wrote that song got it like for the most part like pretty settled in but fractured god was the first song the band ever wrote together and we wrote it in the first like three days that we were all physically ever in the same room together so that is like it, it really is just like saying like this is a first step 
like these two songs. This is just the first step of like what is next for this band, and it's becoming something different and more than what it was before. Um, and then Ultra is just like it, I, we wanted the title to speak for itself. Like you don't have to guess, you don't have to think about what it means. It's just fucking awesome, you know. Like that's just kind of what we were going for. And with with the songs on Ultra. Um, We've had a lot of people ask, like, oh, why isn't, like, a new version of Fractured God on Ultra or something like that? And it's just like, because we don't want to, we don't want to do that. It's a little cheap, you know, um, but also, like, all the songs on Ultra really come from a place of understanding more of what, A, I can do as a singer for this band uh, versus the previous singer, which, who is also great. I love John's voice. Um, I, I liked the band a lot before I was ever in it, so it was like a it was like a no brainer for me to to pair up with them. But um, yeah, it like me and Tom talked about this recently with uh, someone else that we did an interview with, and uh, I kind of spoke for him, but then he like echoed it for the first time. He was like, "I think a lot of these songs are written from the perspective of the guys actually knowing." me and like what i'm capable of and like what i want to do way more and tom was like absolutely i just went in like writing these songs knowing that you knew what to do without you having to be told or whatever and i was like well thank you that's that's kind of a high compliment because we do not say nice things to each other all the time and um yeah so that's definitely the big change is like really understanding and experimenting more with what I'm capable of, what the rest of the guys are capable of for the record. And yeah, I mean, where heavens collide, like that was sent to me. The way that came about was Hosean and Tom were hanging out. Tom is like writing like basically the first verse and the first chorus like for fun and it didn't sound anything like it does on the final version it was like way more guitar driven than it was like electronics driven especially in that first verse and um he like showed it to hosian and he's like yeah like i wrote this thing i don't know what i wanted to do with it hosian's like just send it to mike just send it and ask the question can you sing and they sent it, and I was like, "Oh fuck, here we go!" Like you know, like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a go, and I'm gonna try my best. And uh, you know, I, I'd never sang on anything before that had ever like come out and like been like my thing before. And uh, thankfully, I had Maddie uh, also in my corner to help me out, and she's a genius, and I am a speck of dust by comparison. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think we've got a question. We've got a question later on from like some people on Discord yeah. about Madeline. But uh, yeah, when we spoke to her, I was just like, "Holy shit, she is yeah. really fucking clever." We had is... like a we did the ninety minute interview, but then there was like an hour and a half after the interview ended, where we were just talking. Like it was, it was just like very, very, very eloquent, and very smart. Yeah, yes. was, yeah, yeah. The, the close as well with with Mads as well is that's probably my favorite track. Like, I guess, like, what is your most of them, what is, like, what's your opinion on like your kind of again your perspective and your opinion on that on that closer? As because it's quite like, like if you listen to that again, different new gods, you would not expect like a track like that 
on the record. I remember, oh, yeah. and then when, when we got the track list through, it's like featuring Arista Exe, and it's like, oh, okay, that'd be interesting to see kind of how that goes. And you were almost expecting, like, and I don't think anyone expected that track to be like it was. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's like it, and if I mean that's like a Tom song, you know. Tom, Tom is the mastermind behind all of our electronics and you know any of any of that post production stuff. Um, and I remember he came to me with that song when we only had three days left in the studio, and I panicked because uh, uh, every single time I have to write a song, it, it is it is arduous and it is taxing because I hate writing. I love when I'm done. And I look at it, and I'm like, this is fucking sick. Like, look at this thing I made. hate doing it. Um, so he came to me with that, and of course, it's totally out of my wheelhouse. And I'm like, okay, I, I, will, I will figure it out. And um, every, every single time, I always have to remember that I have people in my corner that I can also, like, bounce my ideas off of. Um, so I had help with that. But... Um, that song is awesome, and I'm very proud of it, despite how much I panicked the first time I heard it, knowing that I had to write it, um, because especially once we brought Maddie in to do the track, um, which totally elevated it, because like, there, there was a version where I was singing through like both verses, and it's all just me, and like that was good. You know, like when I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, this this is good. But then Maddie just takes it to a whole other level because she's just awesome. And um, it, it's awesome seeing how much that track stands out to people as well. Like I see that one real, like whenever someone like asks, like, what are your favorite songs? Blah, blah, blah. Did you ever notice I was gone? Always makes it on that list for people. I'm like, that's that's nice because... The album closer is a hard thing to pull off, yeah, like a true, like proper good album closer that just like really sells and like ties up the album. Um, and I can think of plenty of bands that I don't know the last track on their record, and that's like I I know all I know the first chunk of your record and the middle chunk and maybe even some back you know back half of the record if it if you have some standout tracks on there, but. Um, a good album closer that like really, really ties it up is hard to pull off. And the fact that people feel like we did is very awesome and humbling because it is that is debatably just as important as your starting track. But it I, usually just ends up getting your your leftover junk. I, I think um, on a personal level, I'd argue that the closing moments are actually more important. Um, than the opening moments in terms of someone sat through this whole record and this is the thing that's going to leave the lasting impression on somebody. So I feel like when you have something like did you ever notice I was gone or or something of a similar level of like like it's a, the song is basically just like a sonic pulling the rug from under the listener basically it's like his insane violent songs and even leading up to that 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 final song you have some of the heaviest moments on the record like that uh actual bone chilling breakdown in numb uh like then leading into that it's just like here's something completely different and there's your lasting impression like yeah it's it's here's a big metal record and here's this uh like haunting 
electronic poppy rocky ballad thing at the end and, and that I, contrast I, is really important to us um because we do try and pull off so much in the record um i i'll use the word like obnoxious sometimes because i do think it's obnoxious which also like can play into like the impact of it but even coming out of where heavens collide into ultra gold because like those first four songs like really flow into each other and then it just kind of like ends softly with that like lasting little synth at where heavens collide and then it just goes boot sequence ultra gold and then we're right back in (laughs) and and it was like yeah the 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 training wheels are off again and the brake lines are cut like we're back and uh and then we do the opposite with the ending with between from numb to did you ever notice i was gone and even that that ending of numb is very awesome and and i'm very happy with how that came out because i came to i came to maddie with the idea and i had like uh a whole like set of lyrics for it and then uh she came in did her little touches i was like do the just do the girl bot thing and so scary sounding i listened to it earlier today i'm like this is crazy I heard you've been opening up live shows with that. Yeah, that's that, that six, breakdown. Isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we, yeah. we just open up with the breakdown. Um, and, uh, you know, granted, when we played at LDB, no one knew what that was. That's just an intro to them kind of thing. Yeah. But we're like, yeah, I mean, we're teasing a part of the record and stuff. And now it's cool seeing, like, some comments where people are like, holy shit, I didn't know that's what they were playing. And, you know, shit. Like, they're like, I just saw this band last week. And they... They played that breakdown, and I'm like, that's so cool that you notice that at all, because that's just skronk, just, you know, chugging and detuning at the same time. I think it's just the, the way that the whole thing builds up, and I don't, I haven't watched the Hey Five Six video yet, regrettably, but I don't know if that if it has the whole build-up, does it have the whole build-up to the breakdown when you play it live, or do you just go straight into the breakdown? Um, the only thing, so basically the way it goes is we, like, ring out um we do like this little like tom the hosian like plays this little like tom stompy part um before we come in with the breakdown um and it's just like it is the way that it's played before maddie says now let me in right then we pause now let me in then everyone starts detuning their guitars down (laughs) and it just sounds awful but awesome at the same time. It's like just disgusting in all the right ways. Oh yeah, and and it and it really translates in that video, I think, because I was watching it and like really listening out for that, and I was like, dude, this sounds like shit. It's awesome. So sick. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was the one. That was like the moment on the record for me. I think, and uh, there are like like the closer. I think as a whole song was the one that stood out to me as a whole track, but that moment was like. The, that was the bit that made me go, oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. this, is, this is something else. Like, this is special. Um, that, that, that is, like, the most masterful breakdown I've heard uh, in forever. Like, that I shit is so yeah. good. That shit is so good. Um, and you better be pulling that shit out live in, the, in London, because I will be... I will, I, I'm, I'm, like, pit I want tired, to. I will go into the pit. I will go into the pit for that. <laughs> I really want to. Uh, on this next tour, we're going to start playing the first two tracks on the record. So it's basically like on this next tour, like we're just like running like the first like 
four song four or five songs like just back to back in succession the way it goes on the record um but i really 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 want to start playing numb by the time we go out with stray because that song is so awesome that and <laughs> this is selfish of me but uh the whole back half of the song is just tom soloing and maddie talking and i'm like you could just uh, vibe. Uh, yeah, I'm like, turn the track <laughs> on, let's go. I will just not do fucking shit, and I'll catch my breath. It's a good, I mean, that's it's good to have that, like, moment of respite for yourself. Everybody else is still going, but you get a break. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I think, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go take a piss real quick. I'll see you guys in, like, another minute and a half. <laughs> right. Just straight up, just hop uh, down yeah. to the pit. Hop down to the pit and just, like, dance around a little bit. Should we go to the bathroom? Oh, yeah, okay, cool. I'm back, guys. Oh, what's the next song? Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> you're back. You're back on it. My um, dream. Yeah, I mean that's reality. That's reality. You can do yep. it. Who's going to stop you? Uh, nope. Yeah, no one. Definitely. I, I think um, Joe, you had some more specific questions about the UK tour. Actually, since we're on the topic now, I think you you want to ask. Yeah, I don't know. I'll talk questions. I don't know which one you're referencing. <laughs> I don't know one you're referencing, which we'll get to at one point. But um, I. Yeah, I just think I it's like do. the UK tour, because I guess, obviously, general question, it's your first time in the UK. Is it the first mm -hmm. time in the UK touring? I, I guess for yourself, uh, personally. Yeah, I've I've never left uh, the continental, uh, North. I've never left North America. Oh, um, I've, I've toured Canada, and I've been to every individual state other than Alaska. Alaska is the only state that I've never visited. Um, That's cool. Fairly impressed, quite impressive. Um, I, I haven't played every state. I've at least driven through them all because uh, there are some states that just don't get played because there's 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 no market there. There's no reason to go there. You're just gonna have a bad show no matter what. Um, those people, if they're into the genre, those are the people that fly out to fests and stuff because they're like, oh, this is my one one to three concerts of the year kind of thing. Um, but it'll be my first time ever going uh, across the pond, uh, just in general, but also to tour. And I'm I'm very excited. I'm I'm like nervous because I'm just like holy shit! Like we're actually going. Um, so I um, and, and I think it's going to be awesome. I know uh, you know a lot of those shows are already close to selling out. And yeah, I know Stray yeah. has a really good reaction in Europe across the board, but I'm excited. Yeah, because Stray is so... Like, I've seen Stray once before, and that show was just, like, fucking insane. And I think with this, because was this show... Because I'm correctly... We mentioned Craig on us earlier. So remember he, yeah. like, put a tweet out being, like, oh, what should I listen to today? And everyone, like, was like, listen to Vatican. Not everyone, but I think he got a few listen to Vatican. And he, listened he said, to, clearly the answer is Vatican. Yeah, Vatican. And, they listened <laughs> yeah. to it, and he listened to it and was like, okay, it's really fucking good. Was that, is, was that what caused you to be put on the tour or was it already confirmed before that happened? I don't know. It was already We had actually uh, just confirmed not even six hours before he made that tweet. Okay. Because um, <laughs> we already have a really good relationship with Tom, their guitar player. Yeah. Um, we, we've known Tom for a little over a year now. Um, and now Craig, uh, he's becoming more familiar with the band. And, like, we've we've interacted some. And, like, I know whenever, like, um, I go over to Europe as well, like, we intend on 
that at some point, like I'm, I'm think I'm gonna do his podcast downbeat. Ooh, um, sweet. Do it. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That'll be cool. Um, and and I love I I love his show. I think it's great. And um, so I'm like, oh shit, like I'm, that's that's exciting. Um, but yeah, no, they they uh they all seem like they're great. And I I also have like just a lot of like mutual friends um with them that have toured with them in the past and everything and they're all like dude you're gonna have a great time that's a wonderful band to tour with they're you know they're a great hang they'll treat you well it'll be great i'm like that's all i need to know because um we know of a number of american bands that will go over to europe and they kind of eat shit um like uh our friends and boundaries like they're going on that um I think it's never say die is that or is yeah, it never, yeah yeah never, never say, say die, die. Yeah. yeah they're they're opening uh that package and uh before they uh said yes to the tour offer we had a you know a couple other mutual friends that were just like that tour is gonna suck for you and you're gonna hate your life and you're gonna play to 10 percent of the room and i was like shit well they were still like well we're fucking going you know we're gonna do it because we're going to play with Suicide Silence, and I think After the Burial is on it, too. Yeah, um, huge tour. Yeah. Huge tour. Yeah. Yeah, that tour is going to be huge. Um, but, yeah, I know I know of a lot of people that just, like, say, like, yeah, our first time in Europe was, like, pretty hard, and we lost money because, you know, just expenses, getting there, being there, coming back, or whatever. But, thankfully, most of them have been like, no, that's a good tour. That's a great tour for you to have your first time. I'm like, thank fucking God. I <laughs> I would like to not lose seven thousand dollars. No, I mean, yeah. I, I think I think it'll be good. And I think the good thing is, it's definitely the right audience for uh, for people to be exposed to your uh, to your to your to your sound. I feel like there there are some tour packages where bands, you know, if they come internationally for the first time, they get put on like the most random fucking tour package. And I'm, mm-hmm. I look, I'm not trying to specifically throw shade. But have you seen that tour package, which is like Sleep Token supporting in this moment? That oh yeah, like, I why, see that. Why the hell is that happening? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like, see that. They're they're, they're gonna play to nobody, like, and it's gonna suck because they're gonna have just basically you know rock fans in a, like and, a gent band playing. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, they're they're better. They're, it just in my opinion, like <laughs> yeah. I'm just like that's a better yeah. band. Um, and th- if. If I were going to that show, it's like, well, I'm. It's gonna be an early night for me because I'm gonna catch the first band and then get the fuck out of there. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. There are, there are that is a weird I, package. I feel bad doing that at shows because I feel like you know these people have spent a lot of time building up these these tours or whatever. But sometimes I'm just really not interested in seeing some of the headlines. No, I, I don't think that's something uh, to like feel bad about or anything because uh, it depends how big the band like, is, really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and even, I, I imagine we've all been on the receiving end of that, of, like, walk out after a band plays, and then you go on, and you're like, well, fuck me, I guess. Um, but um, truth of the matter is, it's just like, dude, the, people are going to do whatever they want. And if they aren't liking your band, or they just aren't interested, like, that, I don't get them on the next record, you know, write something that they want to hear. If you, if you're like actually concerned about it. Um, but also, I mean, I, I say that because I walk out, uh, I, 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 I am am admittedly prone to walk out. Um, 
depending, right? Um, you know, I've def, especially like, you know, if I have like friends on a tour package, um, maybe I don't care about their headliner, whatever, you know, it doesn't mean necessarily I'll walk out, but I probably won't watch your headliner, depending. You um, or the merch stand and chat to your, to your friends. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I do. You know, I, I either go out to their van or I'm chilling at their table with them, what have you, right? Um, and then other times I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm not really hanging out with you right now. I'm going to go watch this band. Like, um, I think it was this uh, past summer uh we're friends with uh that band dying wish and uh they played st louis it was it was motionless and white silent planet and dying wish and um i am a huge motionless and white fan and i was just like "Ah, i'm sorry i'm not really hanging out right now i'm enthusiastically watching this band (laughs) silent planet too i mean that's a that's a fantastic great band. Yeah. Great band. I, I watched every, that. That's a show I watch. Everyone, you know what I mean? Because I'm just you like, get shows like that sometimes. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's rare. Like, sorry, go go. Oh no, no, just exactly what you're saying. It's like every now and then, you know, you just you see a package and you're like, well, I'll I'll be there for your set at eight thirty, <laughs> and then I'm out of the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to talk specifics on on the. On, on the podcast here, maybe afterwards we talk about it, but there are definitely tours coming up in the future. I'm like, I definitely really want to see the opening band here, or like the third band on, and then everybody else, I'm just like, eh, I'll just, I'll get a drink, or go get yeah, I know something. Which tour about. You, you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards, it's fine. But I, I don't want to throw shade, because I don't want to upset people. But yeah, um, that, that that is just a, it's a fact of life i think you're not going to enjoy every band and not every band is going to you know yeah. need to play for you i mean they, they're, they're going to have people there who want to see them so but i suppose you shouldn't feel bad but it's just kind of like a thing but people better fucking stay for vatican people better turn up and stay for vatican because if they don't then i will i will personally bring them back in the building and put them in the mosh pit well from what i understand <laughs> uh for that tour uh it does look like they are having locals for those shows so Lo- a local open venue yeah, yeah. So there should be there. There will be one, uh, maybe two bands playing before we play at any of those shows, from what I understand. And I could be wrong. I'm also down for a three band show because that's just awesome. Uh, Everybody gets a longer set or an earlier night. It's perfect. There's there's literally no lose in that situation. But these are small. These are smaller rooms from what I understand. Yeah, like some of them are like they're good venues as well. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah so, well, in Edinburgh is like two fifty, and then the Dome in London's five hundred cap. The Dome is my favorite venue as well, so I'll be having a, yeah. a grand old so time. Like <laughs> literally, when that tour poster went up, I this 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 guy right here was so fucking happy. Just he was like, "That could have played in the UK and play in the Dome." Ah, and it was just like, it was it was a great moment. It was a great. That's moment. fucking awesome. No, I yeah. so like with a, with with shows like that, I imagine it's not gonna. I, I hope uh, that it's not gonna be a thing where we. You know, we're, we play first and we play to like 30 people and then everyone shows up for guilt trip and stray or whatever, you know. But um, I actually still need to go and listen to this guilt trip band because I wasn't familiar with them at all. So I'm going to give them a go and kind of see what they've got going on. They seem like the kind of band that Maddie would like 
don't they? Because isn't she like lots of like hardcore? Yeah, they're, hard, bands they're, hard, they're Manchester hardcore. She's talking, she talking about like UK hardcore bands that even I don't listen to. <laughs> oh no, she she definitely has some obscure lore about ra- random European bands, like random European hardcore bands. I remember there was this one German band that she was showing me uh, whenever I, uh, whenever we first started dating. Um, whose name escapes me right now. She's next to me. I'm sure she probably could say it off the top of her dome. But, um, yeah, that that is a band I want to check out uh, since I'm going to be spending some time with them. Um, but I just haven't yet. Yeah, I like yeah, them. I think they're pretty good. you got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. I've got, <laughs> I've got time. They're a good two-step band up as well, so. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'll, be, kind of I'll be moving about. Hopefully jump off the stage as most people at that show, so I will probably be a bit broken. <laughs> hey, not not just jumping off the stage, but there's something you wanted to. You know, oh yeah, about can we do mic grabs? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, because I want to do. Well, Max is going. Basically, Max is going to try and teach me to actually do it properly because Max yeah. is a vocalist. I, are you going to do damage? I like. I want to do that if I if, oh, yeah. if I close my eyes, yeah, to, to, I can touch. Like, I want to do that bit, and I think yeah. Max was yeah. like. Can you do? Un- are you doing uncreated waste? Um, that is a song that we are looking at adding to the set list, especially because it seems like people like that one. Um, but that is a shredder, especially for Hosian on drums. So he's like, I have been practicing that song a lot. I swear I'll get it down. But right now, so it's a maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that, I, that I, one's I, a maybe. But we hold on for. I hope your cancer grows. That's literally all I wanted to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> fucking that, that. That shit is so hard. That, um, that it's funny. The that, well, it's it's not funny. It's it's really it's in in actual context. It's sad, but it is kind of funny. Uh, the song that I wrote that per, the the person that I wrote that song about died like a month after I wrote it, and I was just like, damn. Well, I got him. I guess. Got him. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a, a tragic way to, to put that, but yeah, got him. Yeah, uh, I, I got him. And uh, it was for that reason he died of cancer. And I was just like, well, good on you. Thanks. Still putting the song Thanks. out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still put the song out and, you know, just is what it is. But yeah. So just putting that out there, like, don't cross me. You cross me. You cross me well enough. You get I, a song written about you. It's you not get the death, It's not the death note, but it's the next best thing. It's like the the death iPhone notes app. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you write them all on your phone. Yeah. Death by Google Doc. Yeah, exactly. The um. Oh, the you know, we had a question, question about that. We had a Google Doc question because Matt sent us the uh, the lyrics, and there's a fucking like demo song name in there, which we thought was hilarious, and we have to know what the hell that came from. Um, it was uh, no Funkos. I will kill Max. Sleep paralysis demon. That's my friend. You fuck. Yep. Um. So <laughs> that is funny. Um. I definitely, I definitely wrote that because I was like fucking what the fuck is this song gonna be about and um every now and then Mackie will come just kind of out of left field with like a lyric idea like like he wrote one of the better lyrics um for fractured god um i I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head but he wrote i remember him writing one of the better lyrics for fractured god and it was just like something he was just like what if you did 
this and i was like that was that's fucking awesome let's do that you know um but yeah um i'm listening to mirror dream which at the we always have really stupid working titles and no funkos by itself is just what it was called and because that's like a thing that we talk about all the time because we're all we're all you know fucking we're steeped in this nerdy culture be it comics games uh anime whatever and um me and hosey and, and tom in particular uh all collect figures um and we look at funko's like a cancer on that medium because it's just like it's just, you know, corporate, big, fancy, you know, they they just run this shit through the factory, and it's, you know, I just think there's a lot of shit missing on that, and it's, the the figures are uh, an expression in a, in a way to show your love for something that other people make, and Funko's is a very cheap representation of any of those mediums that you love, be it some video game, anime, movies, some TV series, what have you. Um, so, now that I'm done with that, <laughs> um, no Funkos. <laughs> Vatican it has a strong stance against Funko Pops. Um, well, Bill, Bill and Tunes back that. We're back in that. That's and, and like, sometimes, you know, we stay at other people's houses or whatever, and um, admittedly, like, there have been people, and they, and they like, know that we, like, you know, we're, we're about this and love these different series or different IPs. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I have, like, a bunch of, like, cool blank figures. And they bring me into their fucking room, and there's a bunch of fucking <laughs> Funko Pops. And I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm just like, that's cool, man. I'm putting these like, in the trash. Yeah, I'm like... That, <laughs> I'm like feigning my interest in in their love for this thing that I also love. When really I'm just kind of like shitting on them. As you're literally talking about this, I look up and I see Maddie has two Funko Pops. Um, they they are not they're not Funko Pops that you bought though. Those are Funko Pops that were gifted to you, uh, and they're both Riku. That's what she tells you. That's what she tells you at least. That is what she tells me. No, I know one of them is definitely from her brother. Um, they both are. Um, but yeah, they're both Riku from Kingdom Hearts. Um, it's not the worst, whatever. Um, the the Roxas figure I got you is way better, because it's not a Funko Pop. Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, the the sleep paralysis thing, uh, Mackie comes to me. This, that was such a long-winded way for me to come back to this, and I apologize. <laughs> but um, the sleep paralysis thing... Mackie comes to me with these lyrics as I'm looking at No Funkos because it, or Mirror Dream, uh, because that song is, it's shreddy and it's insane. You know, that first riff with all the tapping, uh, then going into the very like Dillinger, like stabby part. I was just exactly like, what I said in my earlier thing. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? looking at this thing and, and that's how i feel about every song and i'm i'm just dramatic but um i'm like looking at this i'm like dude what am i gonna do here mackie in response is like so i actually and he just like has like a slew of lyrics for me and i'm like i mean i can i can work with this i and he didn't even like put them to the song or anything he's like i just have some stuff here and i looked at him 
after reading through it, and I was like, Mackie, what's this about? And he's like, my sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you characterizing I, him in this as like some like really mild-mannered dude who just talks about these things really casually. He is. It's my sleep paralysis demon, yeah. He, he, he said it just like that. Like, it's my sleep paralysis demon. And just... <laughs> And so he he has sleep apnea too. So like he's supposed to sleep with a CPAP machine. He never fucking does. I'm like, you don't have sleep paralysis. You're choking. You are you are forgetting to breathe in your sleep. Please wear your machine. <laughs> um, but I went with it. So this song is a farce. It is a fucking lie. He doesn't have a sleep paralysis team. <laughs> he needs to wear his CPAP machine. <laughs> They should um, have a, an extra title at the bottom saying uh, <laughs> "Mac can't breathe." Yeah, that's <laughs> what I should. That's what I should like in parentheses. Just wear your CPAP. But um, no, I remember putting that down. Like that's my friend, you fuck or whatever. Because I'm, I at that point I think was pretty fried when it came to just writing lyrics for a song over and over and over again. Because it was a very. Uh, it was a very repeated everyday process of me waking up. I go to the gym that's like three blocks down the road. Um, we do that. Come back. I eat a shower and I write. And I just write and write and write for hours um, because I'm admittedly a very slow songwriter. Um, I'm like overthinking it the whole time as I'm doing it and like being very critical of every individual word I use, trying to make sure that A, I convey the thing I'm trying to say, B, it's not like overly soaked in metaphor and like pretentious and C, I just want it to sound cool. And some, so I'm always balancing that. And by the time I'm done means either guitars are done for the day or drums are done, done for the day. And then it's like 7, 8 p.m. I come down and Randy's like, so what do you got for me today? And I'm like, a song, regrettably. And um, <laughs> then we just chop it up back and forth. You know, I email the lyrics to him and we talk the song back and forth. And then he's like, what if? And we just are going back and forth and just bouncing and then that's how you know you get the final version of a song but yeah that song is very funny in in a the way it sounds but b the way it came about because it's just mackie saying has a sleep paralysis demon and i'm just like i'll go with the lie okay <laughs> i'll go with the lie it sounds cooler like i'm gonna go, i'm gonna go with this one because at the time because uh, he snores so bad um, at the studio, um, there's one room that has four bunks in it, and then uh, there's an, another room that's in the downstairs um, that also has uh, a bunk bed in it, and Mackie got his own room while we were in the studio, because we were just like, nope, not dealing with that. We do that with our drummer, because he snores super fucking loudly, so whenever we're staying yep. at our guitarist place... He sleeps in a room upstairs on his own. Everybody else is downstairs. We don't, yeah. <laughs> don't want to fucking deal with it. Outing that or Mackie. Yeah, that or Mackie. Miles Taylor, you snore fucking loud, bro. He's going to listen yeah. to this as well because he loves Vatican. So, at Miles That's Taylor, awesome. you snore loud, bitch. I love so, it. Some, sometimes I want to get like I want to get like a decibel meter 
and like really just like give a measured like a, a measured amount of fuck you for doing this you have like, a problem here is the numbers yeah. i've got i've compiled a data sheet for you i've done a thesis on this you snore too I, fucking loud bitch you snore too fucking loud <laughs> then we're gonna start getting into length like how long do you do this you know and then how long do you go without breathing i'm gonna have fucking metrics for how shitty you are when you sleep. <laughs> you got a whole band in lab coat standing around his bed just like analyzing <laughs> his uh his sleep patterns uh <laughs> yeah. i mean Hey, at least it inspired a uh, a banger song that otherwise I would never have guessed that that's the background of. I mean, other, if, unless I saw that fucking title, in which case, I, uh, at one yeah. point we were like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Uh, but now we know. We have we have all the background on that. That's perfect. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the first it, time it, I've it, ever actually explained what that song is or what it's exclusive. about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I'm apparently supposed to ask you about Elden Ring. Um, hit me. So, I'm I'm an encyclopedia. I've devoted a lot of time. Well, to I just know because Madden. I remember when we spoke to Madden, she mentioned that like, you're just playing a shitload of it. And I remember when at that point I was Max also playing a shitload of it. Max was playing a shitload of it, and I was like, Max, I got like a hundred and you hundred twenty hours of work. It's not, like, Max is obsessed with it, <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, I, I had to wean myself a, off it. There's man. a common connection there. I, I had to wean myself off it because we were yeah we had like loads of site shit to do. I was like, ah, I want to play Elden Ring though. Like, I was I would sit in my room for like eight hours a day just playing Elden Ring. Like I fucking love Dark Souls anyway, but that game just connected with me on a different level. Yeah, so. dude, that that is, that is a whole different like level beyond what Dark Souls had ever accomplished before. I have like two hundred twenty hours like on my one character, and then I think I have like another ten on a new character I started because I've already beaten the I've already done uh, three playthroughs with the one character, so I'm I've started that character's fourth um i have yet to get my platinum trophy for the game um because i am i I explored the ever-loving shit out of that game and i still have things i haven't gotten to um like i still have to as well man yeah i still have to i have to collect like all the 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 legendary armaments i have to get all the legendary spells and incantations and those those three trophies are the things that always take me the longest in any game um and what makes it yeah that's what makes it hard for me to be like a true completionist of a game um but i have beaten the ever-loving fuck out of that game um i have defeated millennia I, you know, that's obviously, like, everyone's, like, big, like, oh, no, I'm good at this game. Like, I beat Millennia, you know, and I didn't do it with the summons, you know? Like, I didn't summon oh, I did. or use I'm a, a here. I'm a little baby. I, I did it with summons. I don't, I don't <laughs> knock anyone that does it, but that's just, like, my extra flex. Like, no, I really beat her. Like, yeah, I, I did it when I was level one here. with my fists and no spells. Yeah, I, I, no, no, that's not me. That's not me. I went in and I was very powerful. I, I was perhaps maybe over leveled, but I did it. You did it. And uh, no, I I fucking love that game. Um, and uh, even in the the LDB video from when we when we played, uh, I like said like a couple words from the opening monologue from that narrator. I was like, "Arise now." Ye tarnished <laughs> and oh, that's what it's from. Is it? I was like, what's it about? <laughs> do you, do yeah. you reckon I, in like a year's time, all the bunch of metalcore bands are going to start sampling Elden Ring? Do you think that's going to happen? Do you see it popping up in random albums? Um, 
I, I would love for them to, um, specifically with that game. Um, just get, the way that the dialogue is written in that game is so awesome. It, it, it is so... Um, Mi- Miyazaki and his team uh, touch a very particular uh, corner of fantasy that like really, really does it for me. And, I, and you know, it's mostly all uh, Berserk-inspired, right? Um, which obviously... And that's another one that I'm very, very, very into. Um so he definitely understands, like, he, he's pulling from a certain well of creativity that, like, I just vibe with a lot. Um, and, yeah, I hope people will actually, like, pull from that game. I mean, in, in our record, um, now, it's, it's buried and manipulated under a multitude of things. But we have Dark Souls and Bloodborne samples in the record. Like oh no shit <laughs> um, yeah like we have critical strikes or um but like uh, um there's one point um I think it's in Miracle of the Moon um every single sample of every different kind of uh beckoning bell all are going at the exact same time oh, at one fine. point i think it's i think it's the very very end is that, miracle of the moon like, the one with the super sugar ending the oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that 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 song I'm, even that one dude like if you read through the lyrics and you've ever played a dark souls game or you've played bloodborne come on like i i'm practically just like looking at Mira's di- or not Mira, Miyazaki's diary and just being like, okay, that is pretty cool. Let me, uh, <laughs> you got, you got on extra life and you're like, Ooh, yeah. There's a like, random I, lore page. I'm going to write something about that. <laughs> so I, 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 for that song in particular, I like pulled a lot of in- inspiration from the dancer of the Boreal Valley. Um, and also the moon presence from bloodborne. So, a lot of three in Bloodborne in there, but I just, like, basically just made fan fiction about a Dark Souls Bloodborne boss that doesn't actually exist. And that's it. That's literally all I did. And, um, like, even the song title, Miracle of the Moon, like, that's just talking about Dark Souls 3. There's a character um, uh, in a a Vatividya video they're talking about the lore of this one character and he says the words and he's like and and she's using these miracles of the moon and i was like thank you you know <laughs> that's it that's that's the song <laughs> yeah um yeah so i mean we do stuff like that already um or in in fractured god um that i will i will not say where and when um, because uh, we did not manipulate this too much, um, but there it. is, there is, uh, and the thing is, is we definitely have uh, people that work at game studios that that love the band and stuff because they 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 get it and know like what we're about. Uh, we definitely have some sound designers that we're friends with, so we uh, we don't let them in on all the secrets. <laughs> Because uh, I'm like, thanks for making that. That's mine now. Um, but in Fractured God, there is a Spartan laser at one point in the song, and like 
we that's just sick. that's just what we do and we will see some other bands do that i know there's some records coming out soon that i know like um just through the grapevine that uh their label's legal team is doing a lot of background work to make sure they don't get sued <laughs> because they're also having fun and i fuck with it you know that that was an era of music that um, I think we all came from where there are a lot of samples from like movies or, mm-hmm. you know, just like little dialogue bits that come in like before a song starts or a breakdown. And those were always super fun and f- fun and things that are cool are like so important just to us. And we want that to translate into our band. And I hope other people follow suit and it's just a big fuck all and everyone's off to the races doing whatever the fuck they want because that's what this is really about. So I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, there's a a few bands doing it because like From Joy, which came out last week, they sample like a bunch of video game stuff. They sample uh, Neon Genesis, Evangelion, Sodas, like Desolate. And like, I don't know, I find it cool. I I think it's a fairly, Mm -hmm. unless I'm being really naive here, like it seems like a fairly like recent thing as well that you kind of get in these influx of bands over the last few years who are like diving into that kind of like realm. Like I don't know how to like categorize mm-hmm. it. I don't think there's like a what category for it yet. It's like PS2 cool, but uh, I think it's the people who grew up with those. Yeah, who they grew, they grew up games. with it. But it's like I just find it cool and interesting how like a bunch of bands mm. are now just kind of doing that. I think it's a completely yes, yeah, completely kind of new vein that has opened up. Um, in the totally, front. but it's been like art, like uh, Madden stuff and Iris, like. That was something that probably you know wouldn't be a thing going back like five years, and obviously yeah. we're on that as well. So, I mean, even even with with her, like um, in the blue that lasts, that's a, my favorite little, song on the EP, by the way. Great song, I love that song. Um, but before that last chorus kicks in, there's like a part where it cuts out, and there's that little bit of dialogue. That's from Detroit Become Human. Like, yes. and it's just yeah. like. She did talk and about that. Yeah, yeah, and, and like that shit is just awesome, and it's just based off of. And I assume this is the case with a band like From Joy or what have you. Go down the list, but um, they're just pulling from the things that they love, and that's all anyone is ever doing when they're making music because um, y- you have to start with your inspirations, and you know most everyone is copying something to some degree. Um, and this is a cool medium for people to pull from because whether it's video games or anime or what the fuck ever, these, these mediums are not in any kind of creative bounds. And especially out of like the metal and hardcore genre, I feel like this is just a personal taste thing. I feel like the 2010s weren't very inspiring uh, with a lot of those bands. There are some who obviously like do break the mold and like push the genre along um but in some ways i would i would argue that they did damage to (laughs) to music um which i would be happy to talk about but um we can talk about it if you want i mean i i I, 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 I kind of agree there's a there's there's one record um i I will touch on this but we can sense my previous thought (laughs) to, to finish my previous thought um, pulling from these kinds of mediums and saying that these are your inspirations is debatably best case scenario for a genre like metalcore, hardcore, or whatever, because they are not limited to shit. And 
Um, if that's what you're pulling from, I would hope that means you aren't limited to shit. And that is, that's fucking ultra the record. Like there, there, there's, there's nothing that we are limiting ourselves to. And like any of those songs that people are like, what the fuck? I never would have seen that coming from this band. It's not, I, I hope people don't look at that and say that it's us selling out and that that's what we're going to do. And we're going to become a singy band and go on tour with I prevail and like milk arenas or something it's us saying that we can do it we can do whatever we want and i hope everyone looks at it that way because that is how we will make some of the most exciting things um be it vatican or any band in general any artist um we can actually get some really exciting things to come out um and not that and these bands will come out but not bands that are just kind of like run of the mill Whereas I feel like 2010s was very run-of-the-mill. And there were some bands that broke the mold. There's one record in particular that I can think of that did irreparable damage to the genre. Semternal, Bring Me the Horizon. Really? I thought, I thought you were going to say, I thought, I thought you were going to say Bring and Me the Horizon I love the record. Architects. Them too. Both of them. And I, and I every band just tried to do that afterwards. Did, every yeah. band just tried to do that. They did irreparable damage. They made great things. That's not. That's not what I'm arguing. Not that they've. That they made awful things and that every no. They did such a good job that people who have no business trying to do what they did tried it, and we saw a Everybody. lot of bands. We saw a lot of bands try and take their heel turn into what they accomplished and and did very very well and still then evolved past that because i'm sure they knew they had to move on or else mm. it would bite them in the butt but sempaternal in particular did irreparable damage to the music scene across the planet that plays breakdowns or is adjacent in any way especially if they all of a sudden think that they can sing and then we hear some of their worst material that we've ever even conceived them making and i won't name names um but very very bad times a lot of bad records a lot of bad bands were born because that record was made yes yeah i think but it was a great record architect yeah. i think as joe said architects was a big one as well like i feel like they were too again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna name names and again those records are fantastic but there were so many bands between like 2017 to even as late as like 2020 who with their whole identity was here are some Tom Searle riffs and a different vocalist. And that's all it was like. It was yeah. less. It was it wasn't. It was architect songs that weren't as well written with a worse vocalist. And that's all it was. Yep. That's all their sound was. There wasn't anything unique and they weren't actually pushing any boundaries. They were literally just copying someone. And it was like, e it, it was even worse in the UK sings like. A lot of, like, even like a lot of early kind of Bringman Architects, a lot of bands, uh, none of them exist most like, but you had bands like Eyes with Traitor, um, I don't, don't know who they are, like Arusha Accord, even from like Architects with Hollow, um, Hollow Crown, and oh, yeah. sort of season just would copy them. Hollow Crown, that's a record. But they're in the UK scene, you've got all these bands who sound the same, and I think, like, looking back, I think in now, I think because you look at like the early 2000s, like the MTV genre. Um, oh, yeah. You had all these bands, all these really cool like aesthetics and how they looked and how they presented their music, like Slipknot, um, even that like Biscuit, like Walter Jericho, and they all. And then you kind of that kind of fizzled out, and then in like 
the 2010s, you've got all these bands that kind of narrowed their sound, but also how they looked. They all kind of went to like the browns and the blacks and the greys with their. Yep. And it was all like white dudes with the same haircut. And like, obviously, I'm not saying that me and Max are much better in the kind of appearance. But, and I think what's the nice thing about now, and I kind of, we spoke to a few bands about this, is that you're seeing like all these different albums like pop up and they're all just their own thing. And they all look different and they all sound different. And it's like, Thorn yes, Hill. yeah, like Thornhill, um, like Ithaca, Stat Address, like yourselves, um, US bands, like Mood Ring to an extent. From uh, uh, okay, the thing with Mood Ring is like they do their sound very well, but they are very much death, it's death tones, tones and it, nothing else. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you kind, of kind of just getting a lot of. I'm trying to have to look at my like Spotify because I'm pretty bad at thinking of US I think bands. For, uh, from it's Joy, is it? Funny, yeah, from Joy. It's funny in particular with Mood Ring because uh, first, first of all, their singer Hunter, that's fam. That that is someone very close to us. Um, and even with that Mood Ring record, um, that record's awesome. It, there's so much Deftones worship, so and, yeah. and it's really he good. Knows, but... He knows that. It like it, and yeah, it's really good. But there's a lot of Deftones worship. Uh, but since then, you know, that record only just came out like a week before ours. Yeah. Um, they're already working on new material and. Maddie is now Hunter's vocal coach, and like she also will like help write with them the same way that she helped write with me, and like so they're already working on new material, and that uh, is a lot more exciting than anything anyone heard. A lot less death tones, a lot more heavy. From what I understand, is what they're trying yep. to do. Yep, it's it, there's there it is very heavy, it, but at the same time, like it is way catchier, and there's more energy. Uh, they they upped their their BPM in general on some of these newer songs, and it it's fantastic. That record only just came out too, so you know, fucking who knows when and when anyone's gonna hear that. But that that band in particular is whenever they do their next thing, they're gonna they're gonna push the envelope on what they can do and what people should expect from them. Because I don't, I think uh, because of our friendship. Uh, with Hunter that has like really blossomed over the last year I think he also has become very fuck all and is like I'm gonna do anything and everything and who fucking cares I'm like that you're goddamn right you are goddamn right I, I, I love that I love the bands nowadays like this is what Joe is saying basically there's a lot more uh, other than like I was like getting to restart my thought because i don't know where i'm starting here um basically in the 2010s there was bands that doing that they were just all doing exactly the same thing as any other band was doing whereas yep. now it's just bands popping up and even bands who previously were doing that are trying to push the envelope a bit more now they're trying to expand their sound and do something new and uh that's fucking cool that's it really is cool. fucking cool and it, it, what we're getting is i think um, I mean, I think this year in particular is probably the best year we've had for heavy music in ages. I agree. Ages. And especially with, you know, prospective releases coming out in the future from think, people like uh, Devil Wears Prada and uh, the Spite album coming out. That's sick. And the uh, the Veil of Meyer album that's supposed to be coming out. <laughs> and, like, optimistic. <laughs> it's optimistic thinking Veil of Meyer is going to drop this year. But I still I still hope it does because I fucking love this. Yeah, single. I think Spirit Box is good as well, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Thing uh, Spirit, awesome. Box, Spirit Box's new material is, is fucking great. It's stuff like that. Dude, those three people, songs are awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, me and Joe fucking love them. So many people are like, I don't know. But I, I, I'm, like, fully on board with this. Way more on board with this than I was with Eternal Blue. 
Yeah, so I same. Am, I, I like the three songs cool. way more than Eternal Blue. Eternal Blue is great, great singles. Yeah. Um, there are some songs on the record that are whatever to me. Like, they're just skips. I don't think they're bad, but I just, I just skip them and I listen to the singles. Those three songs, e- even though it's like a different flavor, it is a flavor I didn't know I wanted. And it's hard. That I needed from that band. That It's so good. Yeah. Um, but that... Even that's a band that, like, you know, is very architects inspired, and it's pretty obvious. Um, I mean, they even they they got Sam on that one song. Like, Yellow you know, Jacket they, is basically just an architect song. They're not they they aren't lying or hiding it from anyone, which is it, that is you can't knock that or not respect it. So as long as you're upfront about it, like, sure. But the thing is, is that so I'm, I have Architects' whole discography pulled up here because I was like, I'm just trying to make sure. Um, here's the thing. All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us. Another record that did irreparable damage. That's the one. To the music That's the scene. one. That one, one did damage. Great it's record. Great record, yeah. Amazing record. But so much damage. When you make an awesome record that actually makes an impact, it always does. You damage. have to deal with the consequences afterwards. If there's always, there's always consequences. I, I remember we were uh, on tour with a band uh somewhat recently and i remember um <laughs> i remember uh one of the locals at one of the shows was playing and i looked at the singer of the band that we were on tour with uh they were the headliner um and i was like you know this is your fault right and they're just like dude i know i know i did this and i was like this is absolutely your fault <laughs> like you <laughs> fucked this up for everyone <laughs> and they're just like yeah i this is totally on me and i'm like yep that, but that's what you get for making something good is there's going to be people who also try and you know do something similar to what you do and that, that is a I, I guess we could call it a downside in the way that we're painting it, but it's it's not at the, at the same time. I don't know. It's good for you. It's bad for people who listen to music. It, exactly. I, th- I, you know, I, I think it's really funny, by the way, that both around this time in this interview and around this, this same time in the MAD interview that we did for iris.exe, we just started shit-talking metalcore bands. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. really <laughs> exactly where the last interview went, and it's where this one's going. It's too. part of it. Like, and, and that's like... I don't know if we could call that an unfortunate downside of the genre or not, but like, it's you have to keep an eye is, out for the good people in the genre rather than like the sea of shit you see on r slash metalcore, which is just the yeah. same band ten times in a row. It, well, yes, yes, very much. Our, <laughs> the the metalcore subreddit is uh, definitely there's a lot to drink, but not a lot of it is very hydrating. And it's just, you know, it's just a bunch of, it's just a bunch of shit, you know, whatever. Um, or if, if, if it's not like outright bad, some of it is just so uninspired looking. It's derivative. It's derivative and uninspired looking. And um, especially like album covers. Um, album covers uh, or like your visual aesthetic is really important. Just in general, but especially to me, like um, I'll check out something if I just think the album art's awesome. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that, that's a, that's always like a super fun thing to come about whenever you go into a record store. Is sometimes like I just browse. I don't care what genre or section I'm in. Sometimes if I just come across like a great album cover, I'm like fuck it. 
like I will I will check this out and then I get in my car and I check out the record and I'm like yeah this is fucking amazing and then that becomes a uh, an artist I follow for a long time um, and r slash metalcore does not have a lot of good album covers going for no. it <laughs> it's uh, indicative so, of the quality of the things that they post I think it is it totally is and um, and that was another thing of the 2010s is like there was a lot of there's definitely a big downgrade on some of the quality because even in the 2000s when we're in the myspace era um even if a lot of that seemed a little incestuous with like some of the art or like some of the music um they were definitely having fun you know it's yeah. the it the the wellspring of the internet has opened for really the first time to that generation of people and people were definitely just fucking around and like yeah a lot of them were probably copy and paste of each other but like some of the ones that really broke through and like were trying to make like truly awesome shit like well there some of them are still around you know look at the devil wears prada they're still here they're and not even only are they, they were still before. They're way better than they were before. And and they're not trying to do the same thing. Like, that, you know, back in the day, they were a scene core band, right? Like, Plagues and With Roots Above, those are staple scene records. Joey Sturgis um, Core Records. That's why I Joey Stur- Dude, that dude had a vice grip on my life, on everyone's life. Every now- band I listen to is Joey Sturgis or Cameron Mizell, you, like, yeah. or Eric Ron or someone like that. It was just, like, the same three dudes. <laughs> Same three dudes, and um, then every now and then, like there's like Brian Hood, Brian Hood uh, records come through and and peek through every now and then. But um, like that is that is a great example of a band that's not trying to do the same thing by any means. Um, you know, uh, their most recent full length was amazing. Zombie Two, amazing. Um, the new shit's gonna these be new songs so are fucking awesome. Like. And, and they just know. They literally know. Um, and um, I, I, have, I don't know anyone in that band, but um, I have a fair amount of mutuals, and I, I have one friend who uh, works on their crew. So sometimes I get the inside scoop, and I'm just like, ooh. Um, but like they, they are definitely aware of where they stand in, in, the, in the landscape of everything. And they are very intelligent for doing things the way that they're doing right now and i love it and i feel like if i'm loving it it's definitely helping their band grow at least that's always my hope or my perception i'm always like if i love something they must be doing something right that means everybody should probably love it at that point (laughs) i actually think the opposite sometimes uh they're definitely Something I've noticed is that, like, especially if a band um, puts something out that I really like and I didn't care about what they did before, it it could possibly mean something bad for the band's career. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, you you know that band Foxing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't care about that band's early material at all. I'm the way around. I... Here, let me. I want to pull up their Spotify real quick because I want to make sure I don't butcher any of their song names or record titles, I should say. So, let's pull it up here. 2015 and back, burn it. 
You're hurting I this feel man's feelings right now. You're hurting this man's feelings right now. He's gonna start crying. Nearer my god. Fucking fantastic. That's their, that's their yeah. best album. But I like Albatross. That is. I don't uh, think Dealer's not good. Albatross is good. Nearer my god is their best album. Draw down the moon. I'm not entirely sure on, but the medic on Albatross. That's a good song. There's always like one from from one of from one of those early records, and the medic is a great song. I know that one's like a big one for them. Uh, Dealer, uh, Night Channels. That's a good song, and the music video is fantastic. Um, but I don't care about anything else. Nearer my God, art, amazing, great shit. And from what I understand, their fan base in the U.S. hate that record. Really? Like, no one gives a fuck. Oh. Everyone's always like, Dealer or, or the Albatross. And I'm like, dude, you all need to grow up. You need to grow up. <laughs> stop going to that, that one coffee shop. And <laughs> you need to stop going to that one coffee shop, have a goddamn beer, and listen to this record. <laughs> because I- it's fucking great. I, I think it's a, it's a similar thing that like I think Joe's kind of touching on in like metalcore. Where, like there's a bunch of new bands now uh, that are doing like new sounds, and people are just like, I don't like it. It's not the same. Even if it's better, it's di- it's a different flavor, so they don't fucking like it. Northlane, like Thor, like Northlane, Thornhill. I think they're doing things that are that, way that more gratifying. Great examples. They're doing something that's way more creative, way more gratifying, and it's still heavy. And yet people just hear singing and they think, oh, this means it's softer. And no it way. means it's worse. And it's like, I don't know, are you like are we hearing the same thing? And they'll they'll hear the mix and they'll go, This isn't the same as every other mix that's going on right now. That means it's that means it's bad. Not that it's different, it means it's bad. And yeah. it's just short sighted. It's another R slash medical thing. I think in general, a lot of the people saying these things are probably very young. They're probably getting into the genre totally. like, recently, and it, in like five years, they're gonna look back and go, "Oh my god, I was being really fucking embarrassing there." Totally. I've definitely done that. I've definitely done that. So I, I, I'm not gonna begrudge them for it. I just think at this very moment, they're very fucking stupid, and uh, that they should. I agree. Uh, <laughs> they should probably uh, hold their tongue. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing: Obsid- Obsidian. That is a good record. I know it's not Alien again. And Alien's awesome. But Obsidian is great. It's a good record. And if you think it's Bang. a snoozer, um, also just listen to the other records. Exactly. Know. If people like, are still talking about Adrian, like, he hasn't been in the band in eight years, man. Dude, <laughs> I, here's the thing. I actually don't care about anything with Adrian on it. So I'm in just hindsight, like... In hindsight, I don't listen to it, no. I mean, I like that. No, he really couldn't <laughs> sing. At all. <laughs> Fucking hell, he was bad, man. Uh, and the thing is, is, I'm so unfamiliar with the Adrian era, I, w- I, don't, I don't even have a comment about his singing, because I'm just like, yeah, I just don't care. That, that, stuff, that stuff never captured me. Like yeah, I've I've been acutely aware of the band since their first full length. Like I had a lot of friends that like really fucked with that with those early records from them, and they don't care about New North Lane at all. And I'm over here. I'm like, I think this is a million times better. Yeah, it's way so, better. Way um, better. Or even Thornhill. I know. So again, this is a band I'm not super familiar with. Like their early stuff, um, but from what I understand, they were more of a metalcore band. 
they and sounded now, like Northland before. They sounded like old Northland before, and now they sound like whatever they sound like. like they sound like, like they sound like Muse, and it's fucking sick. It's like genty Arctic monkeys, Muse, yes. Deftones. Yeah, it's um, so it it is such an awesome blend of things like Arctic monkeys or Muse or Deftones, and Deftones is almost becoming uh, a bad word. They're, they're almost they're they're almost becoming a a, a a bad word. Like if someone's like, "Oh, this sounds like very Deftones inspired," I'm like, "Scrap it, it. anymore. Scrap it. Yeah. Like get rid of it." That's becoming the new. This sounds like Bring Me the Horizon. Like every band that has has singing in it, this sounds like Bring Me the Horizon. Like no, it no, it doesn't. Like this is just a. I saw a band puts reverb on a guitar channel and they're Deftones now. Someone That's made it. a bring me comparison to one of the Vatican songs, one of the singing ones. They're like, "Oh, dude, where heavens collide." It's like, this is like your route to br- being the next bring me. And I'm like, "Shut up!" <laughs> so Delete my to fucking one, number. There's only one band that you've listened to that has singing in it. And it's Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's very frustrating, and I'm sure it's just as frustrating for any other band that gets a comparison like that or gets compared to Deftones. The only band. That gets the Deftones comparison. We've already talked about it. Mood Ring. Yes. Yes. And they know it. Like, he literally (laughs) has White Pony on his fucking face. He knows. He did it on purpose. He didn't do it by accident. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I remember whenever they put out uh, Syncwave, the single, before the whole record came out. I remember him making a Facebook post where he's like, a lot of fucking people say that they're inspired by Deftones or like, what the fuck ever. He's like, I'm telling you, when this song drops tomorrow, you will rethink the bands that you think sound like Deftones. He knows, it's a great you song know, and a, a great song. Um, but that that is the same thing as the Spirit Box Architects thing. If you're unapologetic about it and you're just like, yo, this is my take on what this band would do in this genre or whatever. Amazing. Wonderful. I'm not hating. In fact, I'm more excited to listen now because you weren't like, you just weren't like, I don't know, hiding it or like trying to be like, this is all me. I came up with this. <laughs> there are bands that do that. We're not. I'm not. Again, I'm not going to throw shade. But me and Joe were talking with someone else about a band earlier that literally, like one for one, copies the aesthetic of another very popular English band that are going right now. And then when they're confronted totally. about it, they're like, "Oh no, we did. We don't even like them. We don't even like totally. them." It's like, "Okay, oh yeah, yeah. You definitely don't like them, dude. You definitely don't like them. That's why everything that you do is literally just trying to copy their aesthetic. Like it's borderline plagiarism." And and this is this is why it's the exactly, but this is why it's um, the unspoken job of the band that people are deriving from to move on and do their next thing, you know? Because um, like, okay, we'll bring up the Devil Wears Prada again. They can't just keep putting out with Roots Above, you know what I mean? Even that. Thank God they didn't. They didn't. They did Zombie. Then they did Dead Throne. Then the. I go down the list, every record's different. Like, that that band continues to evolve and show, like, what they're capable of. Or, if, if we want to bring it back to Bring Me, they are not doing the same thing every time. Like, Sempaternal, that is a metalcore record. There's a lot of singing, but that's a metalcore record. 
through and through. Then that's the spirit. Now we're on octane core. Like the heaviest song is a butt rock song. That that's the spirit song. It's like a. It's like a. Is that reference they've to gone the radio? Like post, octane. post grungy. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, hey, Serious XM, Octane Core, just like butt, butt rock, dad rock. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, and then um, then we go on to Amo, which is my least favorite. Not the, not a bad record, but my least favorite, and that's where they get like kind of weird. They bring in Grimes, Cradle of Filth, and it's like, that, that's a cool mix, and there's definitely some good songs on that. Um, but then you get into post-human. Whole different ballgame. Again, like there's not even that's, a genre. That's not a genre record. That's like everything. <laughs> they can there, and then even some of the new shit that they've put out, or like they're they've like you know collabing with other people. I'm just like, you guys can definitely do so much, and you refuse even to be put in the bring me horizon, bring me the horizon box. Everyone expects them to continue being more poppy or like. Or, or what the fuck ever, doing what you expect Bring Me to do, but they still do things that are outside of the box and try and change it up. And and I feel like I can say that and say I've noticed that because I've followed the band since I was 15. Like, that's one of my favorite bands ever. But yeah. they, they and, and they, I think, I, I would hope, understand their influence on the landscape and know that they have to continue evolving. They have to keep doing stuff. They so, know that. They have to know that. So for any band, even on a smaller scale, if someone were to, I don't know, rip uh, Vatican's aesthetic or something, go for it. By all means. I've already, start, I've, I've already started thinking about what the next move is and like the way that we'll switch it up and evolve on the next thing. I'm not worried. Like... Because when you worry about that shit and you worry about all the people that are trying to rip off your thing, you can get so obsessed with it and try and one-up them. And then it turns out you just made a worse version of what you did before. And you just need to just eyes forward, let them follow. Who cares? And those bands, I hope, at, le at least from my perspective, it definitely seems like they understand that. Or even like a North Lane or Thornhill, or Architects, even. You know, I know a lot of people, you know, are half and half on that new song that they put out. But like I'm it. over here. Yeah, and 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 it wasn't even really my thing either. But I liked the When We Were Young song. I thought that was a good little track. Um, they're moving on, you know. That I last record was pretty good. Um, and, I, and, you know, I back that band. I still, Hollow Crown is still like the record from that band for me. But like, I want them to keep going on and keep just evolving and changing it up little by little as it goes on because they can't just keep putting out uh, all our gods have abandoned us. They can't keep doing that. And there are bands that do keep putting out the same record and then it hurts them in the long run, even if it was a critical success for them. I can think of quite a few of those, yeah. Right, they yeah. just kind of slowly they 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 have one record that's really good, and then every they just release iterations of the same record that get worse and worse and worse every time. Something about a an animal's uh, 
tooth or <laughs> a, uh, a, 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 a big grizzly animal's tooth. Something like that. I don't know. Uh, or a certain Australian band that likes to talk about the rain and the sea and shit. Uh I'm being I don't very, know what that one is. I'm, I'm being very general. I'm being very general because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm talking about the amateur, the amity affliction. Oh, that! I forgot they existed. Um, yeah, uh, yeah I, I did too. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry I, for reminding <laughs> you. <laughs> you know, I actually uh, I saw that band uh, for the first time. Um, not uh, not necessarily by choice, but I mean, I, I did say yes. But um, I had a friend. Um, he was coming into town. And he was like, yo, I'm going to this show. He didn't even say who the band was. Uh, he's like, I'm going to this show. And the person I was going with bailed on me. So I have this extra ticket. Do you want to come? And I was like, oh, yeah. And you can, you can crash at my place. I have a spare bedroom like, and a bed. Like, you know, because he was talking about um, coming here, seeing the show, and then jetting back home, which is like a three and a half hour drive. And I was like, fuck all that. Um, so I went and saw the Amity Affliction, uh, and I just kind of pulled up. I was like, "Whoa, how the fuck did I get here?" <laughs> and, <laughs> this is not me. <laughs> this is super not super not me. Um, not not even in a in a shit talking way. Super not me. Um, and they they had some strange openers with them, and it was a smaller venue. I'm not sure what the uh, the vibe was there, but they were strange openers. And I I even went and looked them up afterwards, and I was just like, these are buy on bands, 110. percent You can just tell. Like, you can you can fucking tell sometimes. There's a band on a bill that just doesn't fit. And you're like, how did that happen? How did that happen? Like less like, no, than a thousand listeners each, and. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and it was strange because it was only three bands. There were no there were no other support. It was strange because um, it's like less than a thousand listeners each or whatever. And I'm watching them, and I'm like, by by um, by all measures of whatever it is that you would do to say that a band is like technically good, I'm like, you guys are technically good. You sound good and everything, but um. I can definitely tell. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's some kind of authenticity that is missing mm. uh, here. Um, particularly you didn't get on the band. tour because you were booked for the tour. You basically booked yourself onto the tour. There's no, like, yeah, I, holy I, shit, I, I'm here right now kind of thing. It's like a... Yeah, I can, I can tell that your bands come from money kind of thing. And you have, you have bought your, your uh, spot in front of this crowd. Um, and that happens, you know. Um, that just kind of is the way it is. I've, I've heard some hilarious stories about bands that like buy onto packages or bands that are very actively trying to take advantage of a younger band that is playing to their audience and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, that just uh, is what it is. Um, I, I, and you're just paying for their bus pretty much. So that the band doesn't have to pay for their bus. I'm I'm sure that may have been a great move for a band like Amity, who's from Australia. Whereas, like, we're going on tour with Alpha Wolf, and that's because they need to stay in the states and make more money. <laughs> so they're going to keep touring more, and it's like, yeah, because they're they're out with Era and Thornhill right now. Oh yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. And yeah. big tour, great tour. 
Thornhill's eating shit right now, though. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, they lost all they, their uh, equipment, didn't they? Yeah, dude. It seems like airlines are um, pretty fucked up right now, and uh, it definitely makes me scared for when we go. Because like we had we had some friends that just recently uh, were in Europe, CU Space Cowboy, mm-hmm. and uh, all of their their personal stuff got left behind. Like and just like I, I uh, our friend Colin, uh, he manages them, and his and you know their their TM Julia is a good friend as well. They're all our friends. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. They're all our good friends, but like. Um, I remember hearing from Colin, he's like, I went to Europe because this was such a crisis. I went to Europe and I found their bags, my fucking self. Like I went into that airport and I found all their bags and he like showed me pictures and it's just a whole, like a whole lobby full of people's personal luggage. And I was like, Whoa, please don't let that happen to me. Well, if it does, we'll get the Bowling Boys uh, yeah, strapped. We'll, we'll turn up to the airport. Like, yo, we have, to, we have to squad up yeah. at the well, airport. Fam, and back. We're here for Vatican shit. Where's the guitars, fam? What are you doing, blood? And then we'll. Just well they go found like back. all their gear. It was just like their personal baggage. Like, so I, I remember okay. seeing Ethan. Like, he was like, "Yeah, I don't have fucking clothes. <laughs> I have, I have my outfit, and I have a show tonight." And then I'm going to Germany. And just a whole mess, man. I mean, yeah. And it's I back and forth. That's not a Europe thing. That's American as well. You know, of course. Like, it's just an the Thornhill thing. situation is a, a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I, I just checked up. I don't think they have a, had an update since yesterday. But hopefully something's been found. I, I, doubt, I doubt it, but... They're probably going to have to borrow some equipment for the rest of the tour because I think that was they, they didn't want to. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. How much um, of their their set I assume hinges on a lot of like synth work and, and like backtracks and stuff. They probably just didn't want to. They didn't want to just play if it meant they were going to half ask the sound. And um, Seriously, that I, yeah, yeah, I mean that's a that's definitely a thing. You know, like if Vatican, for instance, showed up in another country and we didn't have like uh, Hosian's laptop. Hosian is the one who controls all of our tracks for anything that either go directly into his ears or out into the house for people. So if Hosian were to lose his laptop or something, even if we did get offered someone else's laptop, it does not change the fact that we would have to go in and recreate our entire session, which means we would have to go to Randy and be like, hey, you have to send us all of these sounds, which is a huge task. It's not to something you can do in a day on tour. Like, no, it's not. Like, you have to spend a week. <laughs> like, you, you would have to spend at, at minimum probably two to three days, like just yeah. trying to build something out like that, because there are going to be things that this person who is sending you your all of your all of your your production and all of your sounds like individually because Randy will have to go in and pretty much like pick all of those tracks out of the session, then email them to us. Then we have to put it all together kind of thing. And like, dude, that, that is an arduous shitty task. And so like even Thornhill for them, I'm like, yeah, that 
I wouldn't want to be in your shoes because even though you have all this shit, I and they they probably run Kempers too for their guitars and everything, totally. and that's that's a whole other thing too. It's just like, dude, that they got profiles set up that they they probably don't have saved anywhere on like on their person. Like they'd have it on the Kemper and probably at some setup at home, but yeah. nowhere else on their setup. And if they don't have their equipment at all, then they don't have it. They don't have anything. Like they, you'd have to rebuild all your profiles from scratch, basically. And you'd either have to just deal with, you know, a less than adequate sound, or you say, "Sorry, guys, we're just not going to play." Like and so, it's not going to work. So awful. So terrible. nightmare. Nightmare. But you know, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully have one of you guys. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. And and you know, you're on a. I think going into the UK. Um, I feel you know that the situations are kind of um, randomized, but with the UK, you know, it's a much smaller area. Like within the US, it's like, oh yeah, our bags are trapped four states over in some random fucking place. Like in the UK, it's like, oh, you're always within about an hour of where you probably were. Where yeah. Bag and shit. So that's not as big of a fucking you know thing, but yeah. I mean, I would not wish that on anybody in any country in any band. No. Like, that's just a, a complete nightmare. Um, hopefully they get that shit sorted out, and hopefully yeah. if if, uh, if it's not sorted out soon, then that fucking airline can seriously compensate them on whatever they would have lost on merch or whatever. Yeah, yeah, dude, that I can't imagine how fucking shitty that has to feel, and also just go through, or even fucking the guys in Knock Loose, they played a show without Brian recently. They in did because he couldn't get in because he, he put his oh, yeah. passport passport in Paris, didn't he? Um. Nightmare. <laughs> nightmare, nightmare. Uh, a, bunch of my, but... a bunch of my friends bumped into him on the on the underground in London on his way to the show. Yep, because he had to go completely separate to everybody else. So. Yep, those those are those are also close friends of mine, and yeah, they they were going through it, man. Because um, yeah, me me and Nico, their guitar player in particular, uh, we go way way back because uh, we were playing in bands. Uh, together for like the better part of 10 years before I joined mm. Vatican. So I hear about all their shit and everything they go through. And I also hear it from Colin too, because he also works for him. And I'm just like, Jesus, fuck Christ. Like the amount of random trips Colin has had to make to just be like, I'm going to Europe myself. I'm like, Jesus. I'm going to sort this out. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also good for you for being able to go to Europe on a whim. Yeah, that that's a crazy amount of commitment you've got to have, and probably uh, money that you, you like. You probably have to probably have to get a fucking credit card out for that one. That's probably it's, like, de- it's uh, definitely like a business expense. You know, it all gets written off, and I, sh- this, I should that, hope and the other. So. I should fucking yeah. hope so. Um, are we are having a, a a lovely conversation, but I am completely aware of how much time we have right now, Joe. Yeah. Um, because we've double booked ourselves, double booked like geniuses. Ourselves. But, um, um, but um, is there anything? Is there anything on the sheet that we haven't covered? I think we have pretty much covered the entire sheet. Ooh, yeah, questions in there. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Sorry, I just I, I literally just looked at the time. Like, Holy <laughs> shit, we have another interview in ten minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean no, I'm we're so we're sorry. just chopping it up. Um, 
Yeah. And no. yeah, I mean, I appreciate you guys. And, you know, this is this has been great. I was really looking forward to this one when it showed up on my sheet. Oh. And, um, you know, I, I speak for the whole band when we say that, like, we have a lot of gratitude for you guys and your outlet because um, it's definitely exposed people to us. And, um, you know, that's it's huge for us. We're not a big band and uh, we just appreciate you guys fucking with us and, you know, wanting to wanting to talk and chat it up. Yeah, yeah, we'll come. Obviously, we'll be in the the Vatican Discord as ever. We can yeah, chat it in there, and then we'll come. So we'll see you. When is it? October twenty second, I think. London show. Yeah, yeah. So we'll come. We'll come say hello and have a have a have a chat and a gossip. Yeah, in London, it'll be, it'll be a good time. And do our mic grabs. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you guys. Do you guys drink at all or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, got a point now. We're having a beer. Yeah, we're having a beer. We're having a beer. We'll have a day in London if you're about. I'm sure that'll be... Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, if we can if we can make that happen, I would I would love to yeah. hang. Because hanging, hanging out at a show can be like somewhat of a pain in the ass. Because you've got to be eye on the time all the time just like running back and there, forth. There, yeah, there's, you know, there's like a time constraint like a little bit. Like I know I need my little window of like <laughs> prep before like our set and shit or whatever and then there's coming out of the set and my 30 minutes of alone time that i'd love to have but almost never get or whatever but um that would be that would be wonderful if we could pull that off i would love we'll that uh, we'll, we'll, but we'll either way we will meet up fellowship will ensue yes and it'll be it good. will it will we will get we will get as we call it in the uk we'll get bevved We'll have some bev, some awesome beverages. Yeah, uh, we we are all big bev people, and we, and we yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure for that show, I like I usually don't get super 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 drunk for shows, but I, that show I probably will have quite a few beforehand. Just go wanna lose my mind and have a great fucking time. Oh yeah, yeah, it'll be awesome. Well, I don't want to keep you. I know you got to switch over to another yeah. person, so I want you guys to get time before you're thrown yeah, right back in. It's a shame because I'm having a really great time talking with you, man. It's yeah. been fantastic. We, we will continue. You know, we, will, we, can, we can do a part two. I'll mess, email someone and be like, oh, I can message you. Part two. We'll, get, part two. we'll get you and we'll get mad on another podcast together and we can have a big roundtable discussion. Oh, God. That would be the state of Metalcore. <laughs> that, no, that would, you have no idea. How, that would be a very good time. But we would love that. We'll, Genuinely, we'll, if we can make that we, happen, we're, do, we're doing it. If that. we could do that, <laughs> yeah. I'd be up for that. Yes, we will make that happen. Cool. We will. We'll put a pin in that. And we'll come back to that. We'll. We'll. We'll yes. liaise. We will. We'll rendezvous on that one. Um, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much you for cheers, your mate. time, man. I just like to say you've spoken for, for almost two hours. That's. Um... <laughs>